Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to Inside Arsenal. It is Friday, we are there. We are at the end, very nearly, of the working week. We are just one day away from the Premier League, getting back to it after a week of European football to focus on Arsenal versus Burnley tomorrow. 3pm kickoff at the Emirates. I'll be there looking forward to that one. Mikel Arteta will be speaking ahead of that game a little bit later on today, 1.30pm. He is due to be up at London Colney. I'm not going to be there that unfortunately because my children's school have decided that today has to be an inset day and so I have my two kids next door playing on their Nintendo Switch right now <laughs> who are gonna uh, take up all of my time today so unfortunately I won't be at London Colney but I will be listening out to see what Mikel Arteta has to say we'll get some team news I'm sure from him get some updates on Odegaard, Saka, players like that ahead of that game against Burnley so uh, yeah, should be an interesting one. A little bit later on, we will talk about that game against Burnley today in today's show. Uh, look at who could well be starting, talk about some of the injury doubts. Uh, we've got some interesting, worrying, disappointing news on Thomas Partey's injury as well, which we'll start today's show on. Got some comments from Gareth Southgate about Aaron Ramsdale. I've got plenty of questions from you guys as well. So a lot to get stuck into today. And like I said, we'll start with the news, the big news that has come out in the last 24 hours or so about Thomas Party. John Cross reporting exclusively that Party has now undergone a small medical procedure on this thigh injury and that he won't play again in 2023, which is news I think a lot of us were beginning to expect, but now it's been confirmed is really, really disappointing. It means that... <sighs> Well, it means he's going to miss about 14 games for certain. And that's if he comes back at the start of 2024, which we don't know about yet. Of course, AFCON then rolls around at the end of January, I think it is. 
you know, potentially if he goes to that, if he gets fit and goes to that, then, you know, Arsenal could be looking at until February time until they really start getting Thomas Party playing for them this season, which is just a huge blow, a massive blow. Um, you know, I spoke about it in yesterday's show. I was just really, really looking forward to really being eagerly anticipating being able to see a midfield of Declan Rice and Thomas Party playing together for Arsenal. Um, the, the quality that would bring to the mid, middle of the pitch, the ability, the extra ability that Arsenal would have to just stifle opponents and strangle games and control games. Just really, really exciting prospect, a tantalising prospect. But unfortunately, now it doesn't look like we're going to see that at least until basically could end up being just a couple of months left of the season. And even then, you've got to rely on parties, you know, fitness coming back and staying fit after that. And it's just a big blow. And it's just kind of, you know, it's just another another injury and in the sort of litany of injuries that Thomas Partey has had since he's arrived at Arsenal. And it's just, yeah, it's a real shame. I don't know what else you can really say about it other than that it is a shame. And, you know, there's been a lot of frustration. I've seen it on the timeline in the last... 24 hours since this news broke, people saying that's it, it's, it's time to move on from Thomas Party. Now, and Arsenal have got a big decision to make. We've, we've said that, we've talked about that before. I mean, obviously, with his injury record, with his contract situation, he's only going to have a year left at the end of this season. You know, Arsenal are going to have a big, big decision to make. I mean, the injury records, if they do decide, okay, it's time to cash in on Thomas Party, as good a player as he is, the injury record might, might not actually make that too easy. Um, but we'll have to have to wait and see in it. But as I said, lots of you have been getting in touch and talking about it. Hussein says, we have to sign another midfielder to replace Party sooner rather than later because we can't re rely on him. It's costing us games. Signing a top midfielder and striker, I'm sure, will be dominating in English football for years to come. We have a very good team. It is obvious. Matt Harvey says, you touched on Party now. Amazing it would be. It would make our midfield more of a transfer question. Wishful thought. But have you ever seen, have you seen anyone in Europe or Premier League who you'd like to see brought in for whenever Party moves on? Mine would be Tusha Many. Thanks, Matt. I think there was another comment here um, talking about midfielders and potential sort of players after party. And the guy from Africa here mentioned Zubamendi, obviously, who's uh, uh, been heavily linked with Arsenal and a Real Sociedad has also been linked with the likes of Barcelona. I think Bayern Munich, I think, have been uh, linked with him recently. And I, I, it just begin, beginning to feel inevitable. I mean, last summer, we t I, I reported it at the time, you know, Arsenal were open, potentially letting Thomas Partey go if a good offer came in for him. That didn't happen. So he stayed and the club were quite happy for him to stay. You know, it wasn't like they were actively pushing him out the door last summer, but they were just open given his injury record, given his contract situation and his age. They were open. If something materialised, they would have listened to it. I'm sure that will be the case this summer as well. Um, business point of view and probably now football point of view because of these injuries it just has to be done it just has to be considered and you know it's going to be really hard to replace Thomas Partey those questions there saying who would you like you know Matt Matt here saying who would you like it's really hard obviously players like Tushimeni I mean that'd be great fantastic but you're going to get Tushimeni out of Real Madrid I highly doubt it you know that's not based on any information I just I'm not sure Real Madrid would be too keen to let someone like Tushimeni go at his age and um, and his quality and how much how expensive he would be, you know. There's they've got players like Camavinga as well. You know, there's lots of players like that who would be really really appealing if they were on the market. But they're just very hard to get out of clubs. Top level defensive midfielders are really difficult to come by, and especially ones who you would be tasking with the job of replacing someone like Thomas Partey because his role in the team is so unique and his qualities are so unique. It's like Declan Rice for me is Arsenal's Thomas Partey replacement. 
you know, I think they've already got their Thomas Pye replacement because I think Declan Rice will be Arsenal's long-term number six. He's just not going to be the same player as Declan Rice. So uh, as Thomas Partey, it's going to have to evolve a little bit. So I think when we talk about bringing in a midfielder because of Partey's injury, I think that's going to have to be the case at some point. If it's not in January, then in the summer. But I don't think it's necessarily someone who's going to come in and just completely replace Thomas Partey. I think it may be someone who will be coming in to fill another of the midfield spots because Declan Rice long-term is Arsenal's number six. I, just, I don't see him being a number eight or anything like that long-term. I think it's definitely to be to be six. This is like a bit of a transition year and eventually he'll be that, he will be that guy. And it's a case of who's going to be coming in to potentially play ahead of him in one of the left eight roles or the right eight role. Well, not right eight because Martin Odegaard, but you, you see what I mean. So, you know, um, Zuba Mendy's been heavily linked with Arsenal and is a very good player from the... I haven't seen him much. You know, I'm not some La Liga expert who sits down and watches Real Sociedad religiously, but from the bits and pieces I've seen of him, looks like a really tidy player. No surprise, top-level clubs are after him. He's got that quality. He's got the technique um, to play that role. And, you know, whether he would be a, a an ideal man to come in remains to be seen. It's just all hypothetical at the moment because I've got no information on actual midfielders who... who uh, who Arsenal are 100% looking at this summer or this January. But I think this Thomas Party thing, I think they have to think about something in January. If they weren't really considering something in January, if they were going to wait till the summer, I think now with this news, you've got to potentially bring it forward a little bit and it has to be on the agenda for January, I think. Um, I wouldn't say it'd be a certainty, but I think it has to be surely on the agenda because you're relying... I think Arsenal look a bit weak in that midfield at the moment. I think if Party's fit, they look really strong because you've got Party, Rice, Jorginho, Elneny. You know, that's, that's a strong quartet, really, with Elneny, obviously, fourth in the pecking order. But with one of them gone, and especially with one of them gone fairly long-term, like Party is, you basically just got Jorginho, Rice and Elneny. I don't know that you can get that through till the end of the season because I'm, I think it's hard to rely on Thomas Party and say, well, he'll be back in January. We'll have him for the rest of the season. I don't think there's there's no evidence to suggest that you can rely on that because we've seen what happens with Thomas Party. We see how often he's injured. So, you know, yeah, I think January has to be really high up on the agenda now, a midfielder, um, which probably wasn't the case before this news. But really disappointing. Let me know what you guys think about the whole situation about Party. Do you think Arsenal need to go into the market now in January? Do they need to protect themselves for the second half of the season by bringing in another midfielder? Let me know, of course, in the comments below. Um. Actually, just quickly go back to this question. Um, and not talking about Zuba Mendy. He was asking about Zinni playing in midfield role against... Uh, oh, God, who was it? Who was it? Arsenal played Sevilla on Wednesday night. And, yeah, it was interesting. It was the first real time we've seen it. it, it interestingly, it wasn't in the left eight role, was it? He sort of moved over to the right-hand side when he kept when he moved into midfield. But it's something I really do want to see more more often. I don't know why we haven't. And we've spoken about it before, haven't we? It just, it just feels like such a good option to have. But Mikel, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to want to do it. I think he's got all the qualities to play that midfield role really, really well. We know how technically gifted he is. We know how good he is. Uh, on the ball we know he can find a pass and he can split the lines with passing so it just feels like you know if you're a little bit light give Zinchenko a go but he doesn't so it, it was nice to see it in that game against Sevilla but I don't think it's something we're, we're necessarily going to start seeing more and more um, so far uh, more and more this season just because we saw it on Wednesday night 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, Gareth Southgate named his England squad yesterday. Saka's in it, Ramsdale's in it. Um, Declan Rice in it, no Eddie Nketiah. Um, so, somewhat surprising because he's been in the last two groups, like two squads, and since the last one, he scored a hat trick in the Premier League. So I thought he would be in it. The fact he's not maybe suggests to me that he's not going to be fit for this weekend. Maybe it's not just a football thing, maybe it is just because they, he know Gareth Southgate's been told he's not fit, so he's not going to be in the squad. Um, Ramsdale is, and he was talking about Aaron Ramsdale and his situation, obviously not playing much for Arsenal at the moment. Um, Gareth Southgate was asked about, you know, is this going to impact his chances of being selected for England and being in the squad and going to the Euros next summer? So we're just going to have to see how it goes. I had that conversation with him in the last camp. He's still battling to be the number one at Arsenal in his profile and the way he can use the ball with his feet. We liked and think it is important, but there is a reality as a keeper. If we get to March and he's six months without playing regularly, then I'm going to, then I'm never going to promise things that I couldn't guarantee delivering. So he knows that. He's perfectly realistic about that. Interesting comments from Southgate, especially when he's basically playing Harry Maguire all the time for the last two years, despite him not playing regularly at all. Calvin Phillips as well. Um, although I can kind of see it, maybe goalkeepers, you need to play a little bit more regularly to make sure you're not rusty. But it certainly raises the question of, you know, what's Ramsdale going to be pushing for come January? Is he going to be pushing to leave the club in January to make sure that he can go to the Euros in the summer to make sure he gets playing time over the second half of the season? I think I'd, I'd be very surprised if Arsenal would allow that because the last thing they want, I imagine, in January is weakening themselves for the second half of the season. And if you let Ramsdale go and have to bring in an inferior goalkeeper who's more happy to sit on the bench over the second half of the season, then you're weakening your squad. I fully expect Ramsdale to go at some point fairly soon. I just don't know about January. I think if the situation stays the same, Ramsdale and Raya, if Raya signs permanently, which we expect he will, it's not a long-term thing, is it? It's not going to happen. It's just, it just doesn't happen in football. You're not going to have two goalkeepers of that quality, of that stature in the squad for long-term. One season, perhaps. More than that, I don't see it. So one of them is going to end up going. And that's just, you know, again, that's not me just on talking about information that I have. That is just on just football experience. And, I, you know, I can't see it. Ramsdale's not, if he's not going to play, he's not going to want to sit on the bench at Arsenal. As much as he loves Arsenal, as much as he loves the fans, he's not going to want to sit on the bench because he wants to play. He's got a short career. He wants to play for England. And he's going to go. But um, it is interesting hearing Southgate come on the record and talk like this because it just makes you it makes you think what Ramsdale will be thinking come January. If he really wants to play for England, if he really wants to go to Euros in the summer, which I'm sure he does, will he start to kick up a little bit of a fuss about the situation? That's something we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I thought they were interesting comments from Southgate. 
um, nonetheless. Okay, just turning the attention to the weekend and the game against Burnley. Obviously, we're waiting on updates from Mikel today. See if he's uh, in an open mood when it comes to team and injury news, which, let's face it, he very rarely is. But as I said, any Ketia not in the England squad, interesting. Makes me think he will could well be missing out with that injury picked up against Newcastle. Gabriel Jesus will wait and see. Um, Arsenal in talks with Brazil at the moment about what's going on there. He's been called up by Brazil for the internationals. Arsenal, of course, would be very reluctant to let him go. If he is injured, I think if he plays against Burnley, then obviously they're not going to be able to stop him going because it's just the rules. And if you play against Burnley, you can't really say, oh, well, no, you can't go with your international team. If he doesn't play against Burnley, I think they're you know well within their rights to make sure he, try, he, he stays in England and they certainly should do that. Edu will be talking to them at the end of the week once the situation becomes clearer with Gabriel Jesus. So we'll wait and see on him. Odegaard, again, Certainly the sounds coming out of Norway is that he's not going to be involved during the international break, which would suggest he's definitely not going to play tomorrow. So Arsenal have got some injuries. I think this international break, and I don't like them normally, they're really disruptive and they annoy me, but it does feel like this is actually quite a good time for Arsenal to go into an international break just to give themselves a couple of weeks without a game to try and patch some of these players up. You know, Saka, we hope he's going to be fit, but we just don't know at the moment after that injury he picked up in midweek against Sevilla as well. So there's lots of players who are really struggling with fitness and injury issues at the moment with Arsenal. And so th this little fortnight feels like it could potentially be coming at a good time when you can get Odegaard sorted, you can get Emil Smith-Rowe sorted, uh, Bukaya Saka, Eddie, Gabriel Jesus, players like that. So that when they come back after international break, when we start to really head towards December and those that really intense, busy period over the festive season that the squad is going to be in a lot healthier shape so yeah interesting to see if they don't play if some of these key players don't play it's like what do you do who's going to feature you know if Bakaya doesn't make it what are you going to do there without Martin Odegaard it is, it is a worry without Gabriel Jesus it is a worry you're, you're bare you're bet down to the bare bones and you'd think probably Reese Nelson on the right you would think Trossard up front and Martinelli on the left you know that it's still a fairly lively front three, but is a lot hell of a lot weaker than it could have been. Um, so yeah, lots of decisions for Mikel Arteta to make going into that game against Burnley. Okay, some questions and comments from you guys. Vet Parrot here says, um, he's uh, this was about our discussion yesterday on Inside Arsenal Extra Time. If you haven't seen that show or listened to that show, you can find it um in uh back, back down here in youtube or on wherever you're listening to this on your podcast it went out last night and we were talking about ivan tony and the reports that brentford have slapped a 100 million pound price tag on him for january both of us kind of against that idea it just sounds like far too much money for ivan tony um and vet paris says i'm 100 percent with james on this but there is basically no chance we sign tony too expensive too old in all likelihood he has some character flaws not an arteta signing i don't really follow italian football and I think he has come back from a bad injury. But what has happened to Tabby Abraham? I think Tammy's still injured. He did his ACL, didn't he, for Roma? Player that Arsenal used to like um, and were very keen on before he went over to Italy. He ended up going to Italy. Obviously, had a good start with uh, with Roma, but then picked up that ACL injury. And I don't think he's back from that yet. So I think he's still on the touchline. Um, and Mr. Dynamite says, if Arsenal are going to spend that kind of money, get CL winner Osimhen. Tony is merely a decent PL striker. He's done nothing to suggest he's worth two Jesus's. Jesus's for crying out loud. Is, is Osterman a CL winner? With who? He's not a CL winner, is he? Um, but Ivan Tony and 
uh, Victor Osimhen for that amount of money. There's only, you know, as much as I like Ivan Tony, I do like Ivan Tony. I'd be going for Osimhen all day long. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes because it does feel like this is going to be the the summer that Victor Osimhen goes somewhere. But I think there's going to be a hell of a lot of interest in him. I think a club down the road in West London are certainly going to be interested in him as well. But yeah, I agree. If that's the sort of money we're talking about, that's the striker that I would be targeting uh, for Arsenal. Um, here's one from Nathan. Says, any insights as to why Arteta selects in Ketcher over Trossard? When Trossard is in the team, when Jesus is injured, we look more cohesive unit. While Trossard doesn't possess Eddie's physicality and pace, his intricate passing and movement, so hard for defenders to stop. That trio of Saka, Martin, Eddie and Trossard was so good to watch last season. Yeah, I agree. Look, I think Mikel likes Eddie and Ketcher. We know that. It's clear. I think he's really impressed by his work ethic, what he does, what he can bring to the team. And, you know, a lot of us might not see it completely. I happen to think Eddie's a really good player good striker. He's obviously not Arsenal's number one and nor should he be Arsenal's number one, but I can see why Mikel is persisting with him. But I do also agree that I really like Trossard as a nine when he plays there. I think there's a real fluidity to Arsenal's attack that isn't there when Eddie's there because he just Eddie just doesn't possess that kind of link-up skill and that ability of the little sort of passes around the corners, the quick one-twos that Trossard does because of his super, far superior technique and understanding i think with with martinelli and saka and again we talked about this in inside arsenal extra time there's just there's a little bit more of that jesus type understanding when trossard's in the team in terms of saka and martinelli than there is when eddie's in the team and you know even if eddie's fit for this weekend i absolutely want trossard to continue as the nine for tomorrow's game uh, here's one from afro guna before we wrap things up says i'm concerned about the effectiveness of our free kicks and corner kicks we have tall players waiting our opponents big uh, big box. However, we seem to not able to reach them or pick them out, and thus wasting an attacking opportunity. Thanks for a great channel. Uh, thank you for that. Um, yeah, look, I think recently in the last few games, Arsenal set pieces have been poor. They were poor against Newcastle. I think they had eleven corners against Newcastle and didn't really threaten with any of them. I thought they were relatively poor again in midweek, although they had one at the start, which Havertz should have done better with when he put the header wide. Um, but. Arsenal have scored six goals from set pieces this season. That's the most or the joint most with Manchester City of any team in the Premier League. So they have been useful from set piece situations this season. Certainly at the start, and I thought there were some really clever routines. The one, I think back to the goal that Trossard scored against Everton, that really clever short corner routine that Arsenal did. Um, so I don't think they're awful at them. I just think the last few games, they've just fallen off a cliff a little bit in terms of the quality of the delivery. And it was very, very noticeable against Newcastle, obviously. I think that wound us all up, especially at 1-0 when Arsenal had a few corners and just kept getting them wrong. So there, there is improvement to be had. But I do think Arsenal still are one of the sort of leading lights in the Premier League when it comes to their set pieces and the quality of their set pieces and the goal threat that they possess from set pieces. So I'm not overly worried about it. I just think at the moment they're just in a little bit of a dip and hopefully they'll sort that out, start getting the deliveries right and then we'll see some more goals start coming from the set pieces as we did at the start of the season. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always, whether you've been watching this on YouTube or listening on your podcast, I do appreciate it. I'll be back in the morning to just do a very, very quick sort of match preview, predicted 11, that sort of thing. Discuss what Mikel Arteta had to say in today's press conference. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Until then, have a very good Friday, everyone. And I'll speak to you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sim.